All righty, and we're back. We are good to go. Whiskey Dicks podcast. Josh, you coming in loud and clear over there? Coming in loud and clear. Loud and clear. That's perfect. All right. It is uh, the it is a is a double whammy. It's the semifinals for some, the finals for other, the the nothing for even more. Um, this is going to be uh, a bridge podcast. We're kind of caught on time. Happy wedding week to my brother and Dorothy. I got some shit to do. So we're just going straight in to the matchups this week. How are you feeling about that, Josh? Oh, I'm pumped, uh, mostly because my matchup doesn't matter. So that's right, Danny. Sucks to suck. Yeah, and yeah, and if you were confused about how the order of this podcast would go, uh, the championship that's occurring this week will be the last one, and we will probably spend the most time on that one. Uh, mm-hmm. not, not trying to pull any punches on you here, but we'll definitely – Take it from the top. We'll go with the one seed, Zach Brand, getting his first test of the playoffs, going against a very impressive performance by MG. Josh, walk walk me through some thoughts here. So <clears throat> last week I, I picked against MG, and it was a very, very big mistake. Uh, that being said, I mean, he he had some guys just, just completely show up, right? This oh, week yeah. – somehow it gets even harder for him matchup-wise. Like, Jameis Winston at Baltimore, Devonta Adams at Chicago, these are players that, like, they're they're going to put up numbers or they usually – you could usually count on them to in the past, but their matchups scream, like, could be disappointing. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Saquon, who I'm learning just play him every single week because it doesn't matter, but, like, Tennessee's defense is no pushover – they're playing for a playoff spot again. <clears throat> Am I thrilled? Not exactly, but he's Saquon Barkley, so you know, whatever. The biggest thing I think in this matchup is your boy Amari. I'm going to be the best receiver in the game, Cooper. Uh, good news for you is that you called it. He's definitely going to finish as a wide receiver two rest of the season. Bad news for you is yeah, that you so. traded him. Um. I called my shot, and it was a uh, very wrong. Uh, looking back on that trade, man, I was just like, you know what, Dak Prescott, garbage. Do I feel the same way now? Absolutely. I'm <laughs> still not impressed with what he's doing. Um, but he actually does have a good receiver that he can just blindly chuck the ball to, um, and who just I don't know was heavily underutilized because Derek Carr is 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 a trash tier quarterback. He is very bad. Um, but also with Scantling, I was just like, look, four straight games of either a hundred yards or a touchdown. I believe in the quarterback more on this team than the other team. Lo and behold, uh, the Packers are tanking now. So, and also Aaron Rodgers just looked at Scantling. and was like, yo, I don't feel like passing you the ball anymore. I'm not going to do it. And now he only gets like four targets a game for, three receptions, and, like, 35 yards. So, it blows dick. And it was a very bad trade on my part. Yeah, I mean, here's where – and we talked about this. We were in, like, a very heated debate, if I remember correctly, at first. Derek Carr versus Dak Prescott. I I understand the thought of, of Derek Carr being a bad quarterback. I do still think, from a throwing standpoint, he is more accurate. He is – as a he has given – Cooper, I don't know if it's even more of a chance. I really, what I think did it most that that confused me that I didn't, I did not see 
Cooper having these type of outputs. I don't know that many people did was that I didn't realize like, a, I don't know what Oakland's doing on offense. I, I really don't. So I'm going to, I'm going to chalk that one up to just being John Gruden and the, the YZ banana split over there. I don't know what's going on, but uh, I thought Cooper's going to run into the same issues being a number one receiver on a team that doesn't throw very well. Turns out like when everyone thinks you're going to run it, like they, 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 they still worry about Zeke. They worry about Dak's legs. Like they worry about, short stuff to like Cole Beasley and the tight ends that like that's enough to draw them out of maybe giving all the coverage or most of the coverage to Cooper. And he's just, I mean, he, that, that Eagles game, I was watching it. They literally picked on the same cornerback every time and it could have been with anybody. They were going against this guy and he was just burning him. I mean, he made that guy look real bad and I get it. The, the Eagles secondary is literally players they picked up off the street, but Yo, that's a lot of points. Yeah, and I mean, I do think you're making some valid points from the standpoint of Dak versus Derek Carr. I think uh, Derek Carr is definitely the more accurate quarterback. Um, I And I think he has the potential to be better than Dak Prescott. Derek Carr, I, he's – I don't know. He, he has some of the intangibles, but – the thing that he's missing is just not being a bitch. He just like <laughs> fucking refuses to throw his number one wide receiver the ball. It's not because he wasn't open. It's not because those weren't the plays. He would just get afraid and just not do it. And even when Amari's gone, it's literally just Jared Cook or nobody. He doesn't know what to do. He's afraid to hang around, maybe take a hit. I don't know if I don't know how their offensive line really is. If he's really doing it, he just literally like Dak Prescott's like, look, Amari, I'm going to throw you the ball 14, 15 times a game. And then I'm going to live with what happens. Derek Carr's like, oh, but I don't know. I could get maybe 15 yards if I hit this throw to Amari Cooper, or I could definitely get like two to Jared. And, and then he takes. And I think you're absolutely right. I think Dak literally doesn't care about his accuracy or what happens. And I think yes. Derek does. But I again, and again, maybe this isn't real. Maybe this is. Amari Cooper was known for drops, and maybe that's sitting in the back of Derek Carr's mind. Like, yeah, you might you might have a, be- a better window, but your hands uh, unreliable. I don't know. The whole dynamic in Oakland was weird. Uh, you've seen Derek Carr looking almost like an MVP a couple years ago when they made a run to the playoffs. He breaks his leg. Ever since, I mean, it's just never clicked in Oakland. Uh, very disappointing, continues to be disappointing. Gruden yeah. shipping everything out and starting from scratch essentially means Derek Carr is going to be uh, in a bad spot for probably a while. I don't know. Um, overall, yeah. I feel like we got I mean, a tangent here, though. I'm going to circle back to, to the matchup. No, I, I think we're definitely talking about the matchup here because what it also comes down to is Zach is choosing this quarterback we are just shitting on over Tom Brady. Yeah. A little wild for me. Um, I, I get it, like, kind of, but listen. <laughs> Wait, no. Wait, no, I think you're saying you don't get it. Here's what I'm saying. I don't get it, but the guys, <laughs> the guys only lost one week, and I had to fight like hell to get out of the bottom four, so I literally cannot question anything that he does. I – it. You know, it is what it is. Like, he's doing it, and good for him. Uh, 
I got nothing. I got nothing on that. I mean, look, if I'm if I'm Zach, if I'm writing this script, that means that I win. It's Dak Prescott doesn't have a good game, which means Amari Cooper doesn't have a good game. And Tom Brady just gets out of this touchdown funk that he's been in. The yards have been there. He's not turning the ball over a lot. I mean, uh, since Buffalo, when he scored 13, his fantasy points have been 13, 15, 11, 19, 14. And then last week he had 26. Yardage-wise, though, like 324, 294. He had a 254 in there, 283, 311. Like, at least 250 or higher for all those games. But touchdown, 0, 1, 0, 2, and 1. He's just not finding the end zone. But I think when push comes to shove here, especially after that loss to Miami, and Pittsburgh's going to be coming out hard, I think they're going to want to pass the football a little more, push it. And I think he's, he's the guy who's going to have a better game. He's the guy who I think you could at least bank on probably throwing a couple touchdowns. Dak Prescott, they're playing Indy. Literally, uh, Zeke could have 25 carries for 190 yards. Dak could maybe throw a touchdown, assuming it would most likely go to Amari Cooper because he doesn't throw it to anyone else. But, like, at that point, I don't know. You just hope Dak has a bad game, which means Amari has a bad game. Because if Dak has a good game, Amari Cooper popped the fuck off. And I don't care how much that eats in because it's the quarterback to the receiver. I mean, the receiver's going to win hands down, and there's no other receiver there to make Dak Prescott have a good game. Yeah, if if Zach is playing Prescott, I would almost think it'd have to be because Prescott can run the ball and gives him a safer floor. But I'm with you. I Tom Brady, New England, after losing the way that they did, uh, this is this is for very important seating. I'm pretty sure uh, the Patriots, the Steelers, they're trying to get that bye week. They're trying to get uh, you know I don't think they can catch the Chiefs right now, but the Chargers, well really whoever wins that Thursday night game is who they're trying to catch, but uh, they can definitely get us a two seed and get home field advantage, at least a little bit of the way Um, they need this bad. It's weird to, to see a guy like Tom Brady and to see a guy like James White benched uh, when those have been his studs all season. It's weird to see. Uh, And again, maybe not what I would do, but that's why I'm at home and he's in the playoffs. So who am I? Why the question? Yeah, yeah. I mean, his studs who have got him here uh, with Alshon, Tom Brady, Jason White, just not guys he wants to go to right now. And from his perspective, I definitely see it, like the trends there. Tom Brady, I think Tom Brady's is a law, but James White is, he's like not in the game plan. And Alshon Jeffrey is, is if he ain't scoring, it ain't good. Yeah, and then the news about Carson Wentz, you, you factor, you think oh, yeah. about, do you really want to trust Nick Foles? I mean, I get it. I, like I said, it's just yeah. James White is a PPR machine. I looked at his numbers. I think he's had four single-digit games. Um, now, yeah. granted, three of the four have happened recently, so I get the hesitation. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Like we said, uh, this is uh, an interesting strategy. Um, some people may not agree, but uh, none of them are 10-1 and one like Zach is, so it doesn't really matter. Yep. Um, and but I know we've been talking about Zach's team a lot. When I look at MGs, um, it's pretty straightforward for me. I, and I think that's probably why we're not talking a lot about it. It's Saquon and Devonta Adams are his matchup proof guys. He needs something out of like Riddick, Rudolph, Gabriel, like at least above five points. And he's got to hope Amari has a good game. And then he absolutely can win. But from a top to bottom roster standpoint, Zach's is far more consistent, uh, much higher floors, less, 
less dependent on just like two players or something. He needs a collective effort, but they typically do give him that total. That's like his, his floor going into this matchup is uh, probably like 95. Like there's no way he goes under that. Yeah. And that's kind of what he's been doing all season. Um, He stays pretty consistent in a certain point range and it seems to, to be enough pretty much every week. Uh, Yeah. I I completely agree. So I guess the big question is who are you taking? Exactly. Um, For me, I think, and maybe because I'm low-key more afraid of MG's team, but I'm going to pick Zach's. Um, Zach, with his roster right now, I'm going to have to bring my A game to to win, but I think I could win if I make it out of this week. With MG's, my A game, there's a world where that doesn't even fucking matter, and that terrifies me. Yeah. Zach, MG, like you said, MG's got the the, the poppers, the the Amari Coopers, Devonta Adams. Those guys can have – Week the the darling like you know games, but they also I I just I'm I'm a I'm a a sucker for matchups I guess is what I'm looking at and Jameis Winston Mm. is going to throw more picks than touchdowns. Um, all I was saying was Jameis is going to throw more picks than touchdowns this week against the Ravens, a Ravens team that just had a heartbreaking loss. Uh, they're going to bounce back in a big way. This is going to this game's going to get ugly. Um, and the matchups just across the board. I mean, Cooper could always go off again. He's been super hot against him, but uh, the rest of his team is 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 so boomer bust. Gabriel could do it or could not. You know, I don't. I don't know. I do not know. It's a giant question mark for me. Whereas Brand, you know what you're getting. Um, so I'm gonna take Zach as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's the call there. Um, but let's move on to the next matchup real fast. It's going to be Joe coming in with most points scored to get that six seed, gets a good win over Ryan, although that was kind of a, a dicey matchup for both of them to make it here. And then uh, me coming in, real glad I didn't play last week with Odell sitting on the bench, Jordan Reed, a late scratch. Uh, I definitely needed that buy to come in at that moment. Um, quick thoughts. What, uh, what are you thinking here, Josh? Um, this is really going to come down to whether Melvin Gordon plays or not. That's my thought. With Eckler already ruled out, Joe is uh, not impressing me with his depth at the running back position if Gordon's out. Uh, and it's going to get hairy from there. But um, I think Phillip Rivers is going to be in a shootout. He's going to need to do well. Uh, if Melvin Gordon plays, he's great. If he doesn't play, Joe has a hole there. Aaron Jones going against a tough Chicago defense, not my favorite matchup. His receivers should be fine. Um, And then looking at your team, uh, yeah, you kind of hit on it with Odell. I mean, you need him to play, obviously. McCaffrey against New Orleans, a very interesting matchup. You have Rodgers at Chicago. Matchups this week just don't seem to be lining up for many people. Um, I do love Joe Mixon at home. It's in Keenan Allen in the shootout. It's it's going to be very interesting. It's it's like the number one word I got for this matchup is, I don't think there's a clear cut favorite. I think it's two really good teams with very interesting matchups. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I would definitely agree. I don't think I, I I definitely feel nervous looking at this matchup going forward. 
Um, sorry, uh, some technical difficulties with the pod. Just got a call from my dad, which broke our call. But like I was saying, uh, I don't think this is an easy matchup. I'm definitely afraid of what I'm looking at. And realistically, I'm just echoing what Josh said. If if Gordon plays and it's uh, even shades of like a full play, then that's, I mean, that's just fucking bad news for me. Um, and it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword to, to a degree. I'm pretty sure if Melvin doesn't play, um, Keenan Allen might get like 28 targets. Like, yeah, he could he could be the running back and the number one wide receiver, and that would be great. Um, but I don't know. That's super dicey because when I look at uh, a, a, the rest of the matchup going down, like Aaron Jones at Chicago, pretty tough. But also, I have Aaron Rodgers at Chicago, so that's not that's not great. Um, if Thielen doesn't play, Stefan Diggs is going to ball anyways, which is terrifying for me. Uh, Antonio Brown's got to play well this game. He had a lull last game. Then they get New England. This is a huge game for them because it's playoff implications across the board. Um, Sterling Shepard, I feel better about it. I'm not, not too worried about that. Um, but then Bears defense, again, nightmarish. I need, like, another – and he's been doing it as of late, but I need Christian McCaffrey to come ready to play, pop off. Joe Mixon's got a good matchup. I need Odell to come back and be 100%. And, and give me another, like, 100-yard, one-touchdown game or something. Um, I don't know. I hope that it's a high-scoring affair because uh, I think it has a good chance to be. Um, I just hope that, like, some of the guys who he is playing miss and give my guys the opportunity to, to, to just be consistent. Yeah. Um, from your standpoint – while neither one, I, I think, have matchups that they truly want to brag about, I think you've at least seemed to have the healthier team. Like, I mean, it, comparatively, losing a Melvin Gordon, I mean, if you lost Christian McCaffrey or Joe Mix, either one of those guys, like, you'd be hurting. That's yeah. that's Joe. Now, that injury is is that big. So, yeah, uh, who are you going with? I mean, looking at his team, I don't know who he would put in there either. Elijah McGuire, who's a little banged up, do the Packers running back stack and then also proceed to jump off the nearest building. Yeah, I, it would have I, I don't know what the play is there. Yeah, I would I would hope for a vulture from Ridley and, and, and hope, hope for the best. Yeah, I, would, oh, yeah. I don't know. Unless he, unless he picks something up, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Realistically, though, uh, I do think I have a chance. If I can shore up a defense and a tight end, because I do need new ones of both for this game, and I have just decent options, people that aren't going negative or something around like five points, I like my chances. I think I got some studs out there who produce pretty consistently. Um, and as we do on the podcast, I'm going to take myself. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to take you too, cause that's been it all season. And, uh, also this, you, you could flip a coin and I think you, I mean, you couldn't go wrong either way. Let's do it then. Uh, time for the marquee matchup. The one that we really want to talk about here. We got Luke, the best four and nine team I've ever seen versus Dan, uh, a living embodiment of garbage. Who do you got? This is my favorite matchup, maybe of all time, and I'll tell you why. Uh, number one, it it wasn't me down here uh, because 
I'm better than both of these goons. I beat both of them regular season. Uh, I crushed Dan. I would have annihilated Luke last week. Uh, ben, honestly, Ben should he should be in this, and yet he bent himself out like only Ben can. For the for the record, um, Ben was texting me all the weeks, sort of leading up, just checking some stuff. Um, but a lot of it was like, what do I have to do to not be Sacco? And I was like, I mean, you, I mean, you just got to win. He's like, do I need to win one game or do I have to win a game afterwards? I'm like, how do you not know how this works? You're in this every year. Um, you just need to win, win one game. Um, he truly, he truly will. I will not, he cannot every, every single year. He amazes me with how little he knows about the league that he's been in for so long. He texted me, too. He did the same thing. He texted me saying, hey, just am I out? Am I out? Like, did I win? Is this real life? And I was like, yeah, somehow you did. Anyone else? Anyone else? And you would just assume that he was trolling. But with Ben, like, oh, he doesn't know. Like, he genuinely didn't know. Like, he had no clue. Which is just, it's wild to me. But, uh, and here we are. Luke Luke has caught breaks that have been so bad. Uh, I, I can't even, I can't quite wrap my head around it. Um, obviously, people lose people to injury all the time. Uh, ben was, uh, had a lot of injuries. I had a lot of injuries. There are a lot of people who had a lot of injuries. But the Kareem Hunt thing was so bizarre. Uh, yeah. And it, is a huge blow. And then the weirder thing, Adrian Peterson's ability to run when there's 11 people in the box is obviously not good, but like it was injuries to other positions like the quarterback and the backup quarterback that have cost AP's talent to get shrunk. I, I don't, I don't know, man. He's got a weird team. He has Pat Mahomes, so he has a chance. Uh, Dan's definitely looking for a quarterback. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, um, what I think, real like the timeline that I want to see is I want to see Dan's entire team get hurt, a.k.a. Julio Jones and Tyree Kill just not show up. And I just want to watch the roster that Dan attempts to roll out because um, it would be rough. I mean, these guys def- every week account for at least 50% of his points scored. And, for the, yeah. and there's a chance neither of them play. Right. Well, and Julio Jones is is Julio Jones, right? He's a beast. But Patrick Peterson's no scrub. Tyreek Hill banged up. He if he was healthy, you'd be like, oh, light him up. He's gonna have a great week. Um, there's, they, I mean, I don't know. When he's not healthy, what can he do? Can he, you know, does he re-injure it or hurt it more when he's out there? Who knows? And now he has no quarterback. And the great thing when you play Dan's team is that you know he's gonna play the running backs wrong. So. <laughs> You can just count it. It doesn't even matter what he does. Like, he like he joked, like, oh, Derrick Henry, the new hotness is going to be in my lineup. And Alex responded with, yeah, and he'll get you 1.2 points. Because Derrick Henry's not good. But then Dan didn't play Derrick Henry, and Derrick Henry became the best running back that's ever played. And the minute Dan goes to him is when he gets burnt. Like, it's just facts of life. Uh, I love it. Look, if I'm Dan right now, I played Derrick Henry. I mean, it's as simple as that. I mean, since since week seven, 13.5, 10.2, 17.8, 
some off weeks with a 14.6 and a 3.9. They got trashed those games anyways, but then he fires back another touchdown, 11.5, and then he rattles off a cash 47.8. So you're telling me you would take Derrick Henry over Ty Montgomery right now? Whoa, the legend. The the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens by Montgomery. Yeah. Like, uh, yes, yes, that's exactly what I'm telling you. Like, how can you how can you tell me that you would not go with the two carries for one yard rushing and one catch for one yard receiving Ty Montgomery? The kid's hot, Zach. He's hot. Oh yeah. I mean, how are you not going with him? Proven production, especially for the Ravens. I mean, let me let me enlighten you to the world of Ty Montgomery. Like I said, let me enlighten you to the world of Ty Montgomery. Ty Montgomery is a guy who is not good enough to be a slot receiver. So when our running backs got hurt, they're like, "Well, he can't be a slot receiver, so maybe he'll be a running back." And then wasn't good enough to be a running back. Then when other running backs came back, he's like, oh, well, let's make him a kick returner. Well, let's give him one job. And he was so bad at being a kick returner that they cut him. And then the Ravens picked him up, and he's barely played. And then Dan's like, that's my guy. Yeah. A hundred percent. I remember talking about Ty Montgomery when he went – from the from that position to running back, and you're absolutely right. He wasn't that good as a receiver, and they thought, hey, let's try him in the backfield because we need help. They don't do that with just – I mean, they do that with guys like Cordero Patterson. That's an example, right? A receiver who has like, yeah, might have some talent. He just never had hands. So we're literally going to hand him the ball and see what he can do. But even I think Cordero Patterson's got more size – and maybe the same amount of speed. Like, Timon is just, oh, poor Timon. And yet Dan's like, you know what? This guy, this guy yeah. is going to do it. He's Yeah, he's loving it. Um, and, yeah, and that's, that's kind of the decision-making process I assume he goes through to pick every person on his team. Yeah, for sure. That's how, that's how he has assembled this group. Yeah. Um, I think anybody would have sort of realized by now that like after Marlon Mack, Marlon Mack is just kind of like discount Derrick Henry. He came back, had those two, two back-to-back fire weeks. And then after his buy is putting up numbers, Derrick Henry's like, Oh, that's not good. That's not good. Derrick oh. Henry's just like campaigning to the Titans. They're like, Derrick, we need you to be better. And he's like, wait, look at the starting running back for our division rivals. And they're like, oh, Derek, you're good enough. This is fine. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. What, I, he's just running the, running the football and being on a team with Andrew Luck, I don't think mixed super well, um, especially when the team as a whole, they were kind of on a hot streak. And now I think they're just – they've cooled off to – realistically where they probably should be like they're not a terrible team but they're not a really good team and it's pretty much as far as Andrew Luck can take them and it definitely Marlon Mack is not a big factor in there yeah uh look Dan we 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 joked about it from the beginning Dan's running back he clearly went receiver uh in this draft and that 
he's going to have to live and die on that. Um, he needs to find a quarterback. He needs his running backs to do something. Uh, and then he needs his receivers to get him 90 points. Yes. Yes. And, and that's not an exaggeration. It's literally 90 points. Yeah. Um, so, uh, who, my dear man, are you taking right now? I, in like, this isn't a joke. I know we trolled Dan. I genuinely think he will be Sacco this year. So you are taking Luke. I am going to take Luke to win on the back of Pat Mahomes, just average weeks from the Gus Bus and Adrian Peterson. Chris Godwin's probably his best wide receiver. And then Eric Ebron will probably be fine. And then on that alone, like he's, he's going to win. I am – I look, it's hard to argue with that. So here's what I'm going to say, and I want you to listen to the words that I'm going to say because I'm going to pick Dan this week for the same, reason, for the same reason I picked Dan last week. Oh. I'm not going to explain it any further. That is my decision, uh, and, I'm, and I'm willing to – deal with whatever consequences may come of it i love it i love it but uh that is going to be your finale and or season finale how you really want to view it whiskey dicks podcast there will be one more after this um and then maybe a little fun in the off season we'll see how it transpires but uh thank you all for listening i know this is a shorter one all things considered but uh we will uh we will catch you same time next week that's right, guys. Uh, we will definitely try to make the last one next week uh, a fun one. We'll come up with some more games. Like we, like you said, we got stuff going on this week. But uh, appreciate you guys listening. Hope you guys are going to enjoy it this weekend as much as I am. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. See you, boys. See you.